We keep we keep welcome to the Broken Perk Podcast where every week we talk to you guys and we talk to ourselves about it for whatever reason. Uh about the uh, about gaming stop news, about what's going on in the industry. I'm Raphael. I'm your boy Jose here. And the song you just heard was actually from our boy Kenny. Uh, he made the track for us. You guys can find them on all social media platforms as Revenfet. That's R E V A N F E T T E. All right. And if uh, you were wondering what the second song was, it was a little, you know, JoJo reference. JoJo reference. Fucking horribly butchered. Fucking terrible fucking bass line that came out of my mouth. Uh, what do we want to talk about? We're going to talk okay. about this first uh, story. It's not that, that big a deal. I don't think it's that big a deal. It's only a few months out. The, uh, the, the Last of Us 2 uh, was leaked. By a Swedish retailer. Oh, the release date, right? Yeah, the release date, my bad. Uh, For February 28, 2020. Mm. I don't think it's that big a deal. It's not. I mean, we already know that the state of play on Tuesdays is going to fucking cover this, Mm. right? And they're just going to hit us over the head with information, I feel. Uh, They're they're even, like, I I believe they, they, they showed, like, a piece of art or, like, a poster or something. Like advertising that like Last of Us is definitely gonna be like the number one thing on that state of play. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. They they'll will probably announce it. I mean, even yeah. if they they weren't planning to, they probably will now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game's not that far off, so the game's not that big a deal. Yeah, good game. I'd like to get my hands on it and give it a go. I'm fucking dragging my feet on The Last of Us 1. Yeah. I still can't make it through, but, like, I, I need to... At this point, February is the deadline, right? Like, yeah. Or else I'm just not playing part two. You got time. You got time. Uh, let's talk about this. This is very important news, everybody. Very important news. Uh, Nintendo showed us showed us a new Pokemon. Well, not oh necessarily new. Uh, <laughs> the Surfetch. The uh, what's the region called again? The Galar, the, the, the Galar, yeah, Galan or something. Galan like that. or Galar, Galan uh, yeah. uh, region. Uh, they've got their own, you know, different variation. Yeah. Of, it's 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 of it's, it's the fucking alone thing again. Like it's oh hey, here's this Pokemon you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I, I all right. So we both take different stances on this thing. I, I, if I'm not. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I I kind of like the idea. I I don't disagree with you. I like <clears> the <throat> idea at first, and that's what got me to uh, to pick up Sun and Moon mm-hmm. at first because I was like, oh wow, like this is this is cool. It's it's dope, like world building for them too. Like, yeah. hey, how could this Pokemon exist in this fucking climate? But we've gone too far, and I feel like. I don't know if I'm willing to see, like, variations of these things, Mm -hmm. like, in every goddamn, like, uh, Pokemon game that's gonna come out afterwards. Like, the fucking Zigzagoon, uh, that, like, evolves into, like, a KISS member or some shit. (laughs) 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 It's just crazy. Like, and it's, I don't know. Evolves into a KISS member. It's such a rip on, like, it's such a, like, a reference to KISS that Gene Simmons came out and was like, oh, wow, that's a... That's super cool. <laughs> they, 
They tri- they, they they gave me a tribute. Yeah, they gave me a tribute. It's a Pokemon game. Uh, I like the I like the idea. I don't care if they keep doing it. Um, like you said, that, that world building. Yeah, that's why I really like it mm-hmm. because it kind of makes sense to do something like that. You know, it's kind of grounded for me, and that's yeah. always something that I kind of respected and liked about the Pokemon games. I got you. You know, yeah. up until they started getting way too mystical for my taste. I feel you. Yeah, I mean this whole like. Uh... Oh, this is uh, this takes place in an alternate timeline time bu- type bullshit. Oh, because this timeline has Megastone. Man, uh, who... we had the longest conversation about yeah. the whole. <laughs> All right, so a lot of people like to focus on like other games timeline, like freaking Zelda, but th- those Pokemon, the Pokemon, <laughs> that thing feels like it's all over the place. That shit needs work. There, there's. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge of this? Who's, like, whoever is in charge of this should get fucking fired. Because this timeline, like, makes no sense. And they almost never want to, like, acknowledge, like, oh, hey, all of these things are connecting. Yeah. And it's, I'm, like, come on. Yeah. Like, do us a favor and just, if you connected these things all together and they all had kind of this one story that was flowing through and you can see references to everything else throughout the story and stuff like that. Like, that'd be super fucking dope. But I think that, like, again, that's part of the reason why if you're, like, a 30-year-old, you're not going to be picking up the newest Pokemon game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... They're not really thinking that far ahead. Yeah. What was the, uh... What was the, uh... What were the Pokemon that were, like, in another... From another dimension that, that weren't really Pokemon? Um, the, the Ultra Beast? The Ultra yeah. Beast, bro. They were aliens, don't even look like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, that Ultra B shit was out of hand. I, I looked at it and I thought that... that Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is going yeah. on here? There was a big black, like, fucking cylindrical looking Pokemon with, like, giant teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? Uh, my favorite is just, like, the tower. Where it's just like, it's the laziest it's Pokemon. Just, like, it's, it's a wall. It's a wall with like eyes. With but, eyes on the, yeah. Who cares? Like at this point, like who thought this was such a cool idea? It, I don't know. Well, somebody on that team thought it was a great so, idea. Like, yeah. I get what it. about if we introduce a wall? <laughs> right? You wouldn't think. And imagine what we could do with this Pokemon in the show. Ash just walks up on this wall. He thinks, oh, it's a wall. <laughs> it's a wall. Boom. Not a wall. You, you know, <laughs> opens its eyes and looks at him. They freak out. They bug out, man. And he's just like, oh, it's a po-. No, it's an it's ultra a, beast. It's an ultra beast, Ash. All right. What are you talking about? You don't know anything. <laughs> you're still the same age. You're, you're like fucking 12, you uncultured piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing. You know nothing. You've about been dilly dallying around this this world for God knows how long, and you still don't know anything. <laughs> you know shit, Ash. Different Kasha. dimension. For crying out loud! Come on, bro. Catch Jeez. Up. This is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I know they call... different timelines now. Yeah, I mean, not to sound fucking edgy and you know, like an edge lord, but fucking edgy. If somebody just called him like an uncultured piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be, I'd keep it locked. I'd watch the anime every week. We, we took such a crazy turn to the left. Where it's just like, whoa, hell yeah, here you go, guys. This is for the older audience out there. 
Man, but I don't give a fuck about sword fetch or what it's sir fetch. Sir sir fetch. He has like a bamboo sword he's and he's like a, white and shit. Yeah, bamboo sword and he looks to have some kind of feathery shield or something. It's whatever. It looks like he has its own unique attack or something, but yeah. whatever. Yes. Yeah, uh, what's what's crazy about it is that they didn't even bundle this in with like other Pokemon. They literally just went on their YouTube channel and was like, here's a 30-second video about Surfetch. And this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And unfortunately, right, like, a lot of people found it to be, like, oh. fucking amazing. Because yeah. oh, it was shit. three separate versions of that post mm. were, like, the top posts in on the gaming section of Reddit for, like, several hours. And people were just so stoked about this new fucking Farfetch. Who are the people going... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck they woke up in like a cold sweat and shit like whoa <laughs> holy shit we've been sleeping on this Pokemon for so long yeah. <laughs> sleeping on this Pokemon for so long look look at him <laughs> Nintendo finally listened to my hashtag they play- <laughs> hashtag justice for Farfetch <laughs> they finally fucking listened I don't know. I don't even. I don't even think. The that, fact that we're talking about this, right? right? It we're tells saying. you that this is a slow week. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking dying out here. <laughs> That's all, folks. We're out of here, bye. <laughs> Peace out. I'll be around the world. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, so what is it? Uh, so I know there was one big story out there. Right, there was one big thing, and it has a lot of people talking. You know, it certainly got us talking a lot. Like, uh, the whole rebranding of E3 is definitely something that uh, I'm 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 glad that that information leaked out, and I'm glad that this is now a conversation that we're having about this show. Yeah. Um, but you know, like before we even start talking about that, right? I just want to point out that, like, we're we're not industry insiders or anything like that. Like, we're we're not claiming to be that. And what we're really gonna state with uh, our opinions about this story are really just, you know, our opinions that we've built up over watching this show for how many years, you know? Yeah. And just, uh, you know, what we've all the information that we've gotten on these uh, new changes that they're talking about making. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm I'm glad, though, that these uh, conversations about the changes to E3 can happen now. Yeah. Who knows, maybe they'll listen and listen for the better or continue on forward with whatever changes that they want to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I cared a lot in the beginning, like, oh, like, yeah. what are they doing? This is such a big deal and blah, blah, blah. But it has been a sinking ship for a very long time now. Yeah. I think uh, we went through the stages of grief. Yeah. When we, like, read this story where initially we were just like, no, this can't be. But the more that we kind of just really let it sit, uh, it, it, it makes sense. You know, like, they, they kind of lost us. Uh, a couple years back, right? Yeah. Like if you're if you're the hardcore gamer uh, that's looking towards that for news or anything else, like yeah, I mean now even now even like on that last E3, it was just kind of going in there. All right, this this and this this game. Yeah. All right, cool. You know, it's not like a, a stay for the whole show type of thing. Yeah, 
Last last E3 was actually the first E3 that I didn't uh, I I didn't stop what I was doing to keep up with it. Like I felt like, hey, you know what? I don't really need to watch these conferences. Um, I could just update myself throughout these headlines, you know, yeah. and like Kotaku and stuff like that. And it, it's it's a shame a little bit, you know. I kind of miss the excitement of it. And of course, like you know, the, the big thing about that E3 also was like it's the first E3 that we've had since without Sony, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which left Microsoft on their own, you know. They had the Square Enix presser. They had a Ubisoft presser, right? They had a fucking, what else? Um, I think EA, right, had a presser as well. Like I think so, yeah. But th- that wasn't enough. Like, I don't think that was enough for me to be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to drop what I'm doing and I'm going to, you know, watch all of this. Yeah. Or even just for the people that are, I mean, they had, they had, uh, what was, they had like 3,000 less people, I think. Yeah, go something to the like last, that. Yeah. Go to the last one, and maybe these people knowing all that, like before going in, they're like, "Well, I mean, I mean, knowing that at least it was just going to be this." Yeah. Right. When they, you know, they probably didn't go. Uh, a lot of people didn't go. What am I talking about? A lot of people didn't go, knowing that that was going to be the case. That Sony wouldn't be there, and of course Nintendo wasn't going to be there. Uh, I think it's a it's a good route though to yeah. go like in terms of what Nintendo's been doing with its Nintendo mm-hmm. Direct. I think that's a good route. Uh, I think not having this race anymore is a good thing, versus having to have like this this pressure to release a game or a console yeah. or whatever. Just do everything on your own time because then we don't get burned for it. Yeah, and and it's it's great that you bring that up about like the pressure of uh, like just having a good show at E3, right? Like, you had to have... If you were one of these three companies, right, you were headlining all the nights, and um, you, at a certain point, you know, you, you you have to kind of realize the pressure that it was putting on them to realize, hey, I need to put something out there. I need to fucking have this chock full of surprises. I need to make sure that people come out excited about this. Yeah. And, and I think that that was my one feeling last year, before the reports of Sony leaving came out, because I think they came out a couple months after, um, you know, that year's E3. And when that came out, um, I it made total fucking sense, right? Because what everybody was thinking was like, what, what else does Sony really have up their sleeves, right? I don't think that they were ready to announce any other console or anything like that. And we had already seen their exclusives up and down through all these years and all these press conferences, you know, mm. uh, th- there really isn't much left to the PS4, you know, and unless they're ready to really announce a console, um, in fact, scratch that, they don't even need E3 anymore, right? Like to even announce a console because Nintendo did it by themselves. Yeah, you know, they 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 dropped that uh, Nintendo Direct and it was, hey guys, check out the Switch. This is coming out, blah blah blah, and they dropped that in the beginning of the year, way before E3. Yeah. So. Yeah, I again, I don't care for the race. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's a good thing. So yeah, if Sony's gonna drop a new console yeah. or drop a new game, drop it at your own leisure. Drop it when you're ready to drop it. No, no pressure. I don't need to pick up your new console and then have it like red ring or whatever the hell because you know you guys had to push it out and get have some you know major deadline that you want to hit. You know mm-hmm. because you have this console race. I'm probably more likely to pick up an xbox one and a playstation 4 if they're released on separate dates versus me having to choose 
right now, which one am I going to get? True. And then just end up settling. If one comes out later down the road while one console is like dry of games or something like that, then maybe I might be more inclined. That's just yeah. me personally. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other people might, you know, like, I'm going to pick it up regardless. Or yeah. they'll drop cash on both consoles if they're both releasing on the same day or within the same week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most of the people, I feel like, I don't have statistics to back this up, but I, I, I do agree. I think that most of the people that were watching E3 very seriously were people that at some point uh, would pick up both consoles. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I think that E3 was more of a race to see who would drop their money first, yeah. right? Because we were so used to having console, you know, um, starting from like that one year with uh, that one launch with like the Wii and, and the 360 and the PS3, right? Everything was so close together that these companies had to kind of show you that they had something you know, crazy for their, you know, uh, post-launch library, you know, their, their launch library, I should say. Um, now, I, I it, uh, it's, they're so separated that I feel like it doesn't make sense for you to do that, right? Like, the Switch came out now, it's like two years old, you know, and, and now the Xbox is coming out. We haven't even heard anything about this new PlayStation, except for, like, you know, real specs of it, about yeah. it you know like the very little that sony has talked about it uh it doesn't sound like it's coming out 2020 mm-hmm. you know that it doesn't fucking sound like it you know maybe they'll surprise us but uh it, you know it gives you plenty of time to actually buy these consoles and again it's the race is unneeded you know uh i guess uh for what they are doing yeah. With E three. So and like now that you've had these uh uh two big names drop out of there, it seems like they're just like scrambling. At least that's what it looks like, right? It feels yeah. like a scramble to like, all right, what are we gonna do with this show now? Mm-hmm. Now we have so much time or there's this big empty void to fill. So they're they're gonna do some new stuff with it. Yeah. Uh they're gonna have more I guess what they, they want to do is make it like kind of like an influencer show. Mm. Uh, like a festival or something, like a right? Festival. I know that yeah. word was tossed around a lot. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, the to, Yeah, rebranded as a fan festival was what I was what I read from one article. And, <sighs> and it's, it's to have more influencers there and I guess turn it into this kind of festival, which is fine, but they're kind of, so far, they, they seem to be pulling numbers out of their ass. I don't know how they have these numbers. Uh, they say that it will invite 10,000 more visitors to the show. That's which, some kind of, like, yeah, some which, kind of estimate. Yeah, which, which, which I kind of doubt uh, <laughs> will happen. But then again, who knows who they're going to grab, right? Yeah. They could grab people that are completely unrelated to like gaming, mm-hmm. uh, to the show, and just completely flip the show on its like you know. That's that's part of the problem with this article, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so when we read it, like, yeah, there was that outrage, but it's it's also because of like that word influencer was tossed around so much in yeah. that article, and that word fucking influencer, like, if you are above the age of like twenty five. You really just don't give a fuck about that title. Yeah. Like, there ain't nobody influencing shit for yeah. you. While there are older people, you know, that do, you know, uh, uh, follow these guys, most of their demographic lies, you know, and, and younger tweens and, and uh, you know, like, 
early 20s, right? Like, you really aren't going to give a fuck that, let's say, they grab PewDiePie and he's doing something over there, you know? Yeah. That's really for people that are, you know, younger than us. So, yeah, yeah of course, as older people, we, we had that kind of disgust at the word, at, at that terminology being used because we, we, we're not really fond of it. It's not yeah. really for us. Yeah. Uh, so, again, what they're trying to do yeah. is turn it into... They're just they're rebranding it as a fan festival, basically. Or that's what they're saying that they're going to do. And uh, they'll just have more influencers there. Uh, I don't know... So, they also mentioned celebrities, but they're not going to pay for the celebrities to be there. That the, the celebrities can be there in some kind of organized program, right? Mm-hmm. I, like... A, like maybe if they have like Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the Twitch will be there, and here's a tournament, and he's there, right? Playing, playing like, one of the games, like the Fortnite celebrity tournament that right. they've been running there, and right? Stuff like that. So just, 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 uh, just that, which I don't mind. It's yeah, whatever. You know, in, in reading that article, an article for sure. When we first hear the news, like yeah. we're all kind of pretty upset, but then just over time, when you let it sink in, it's just yeah. like, all right, it's whatever, man. This is it. The, the ship was already sinking. They're yeah. just trying to fucking steer the bow somewhere else, I guess, right? Yeah. No, real <laughs> real talk, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly lost us. Like, we're off of that ship, you know? I, I am definitely more of a, more a fan of, hey, we're going to wait till every June, every year, uh, and that's when you're going to get the majority of the news coming out for the year. Mm. Uh, I am definitely more of a fan of, hey, you know, Sony does, you know, just announced this state of play. Uh, or Nintendo just announced this uh, Nintendo Direct that's going to come out in like a week, you know, and, and it feels great. And even Game Awards, you know, something that people like kind of like discarded at first. Like, I remember when the huge conversation about Game Awards was, wow, this is completely pandering to a different audience. Like, this is it for us, right? It's crazy that it's the same conversation that we're having about E3 now, which kind of at a time seemed like it was the... Uh, you know, you, you it, it was untouchable in a sense, right? Yeah. That was ours. But now Game Awards, I feel like, does a better job at kind of really understanding what we want to see. And it's, you know, holding a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these developers and really talking about a lot of these things to, they're holding it to a higher standard, I guess. Yeah. You know, which is strange to hear about a show that had fucking, like, musical artists on and all these things, but... They, it certainly feels like a bigger deal, the Game Awards, now than it did five years ago or something, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> well, there was another thing here uh, yeah. uh, that they had also said in this article. Uh, uh, in a pitch reportedly written for the organization... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, for the organization's member, the ESS says it's responding to attendee feedback. I don't yeah. know where that's... Where that's com- I like, who would... Maybe there are some people out there that are saying, hey, why don't we do this or something like that? But I, for me, it, the way I look at it, like if there's hardcore people that are going to these uh, to this event yeah. or the hardcore people that are like really watching it, mm-hmm. I think those are the people, right, that you would most more likely want to ask. Mm-hmm. But I doubt, I kind of doubt that anyone would really be like, yeah, we'll turn it into this. Yeah. It just feels odd to me that anyone yeah. would, would, would do that. I don't think that the person that's been going to E3 for, like, five years straight, yeah. you know, it's going to say, like, hey, we need more fucking... You need some more Snoop. <laughs> you need some more Snoop Dogg, And bro. I feel like we're lacking in some, I don't know, whatever, you know. Yeah. And all that, I, I, hey, why don't you guys do this? I, I would think that there would be more feedback in terms of, like, well, you guys could start doing this. Maybe mm-hmm. port, host more tournaments. Maybe, uh, maybe try to get more developers or give indie developers bigger stages or something like that, right? Stuff like that. 
it, it, but it sounds like a crock of shit to me. Yeah. If that's if if that if that's really what was said, because again, I'm just reading this off an article. If this is what was the idea, it does sound like a crock of shit. Yeah. I, they know that it's just that the festival is just dying. You know, the festival, the 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 E3 event is just dying as a result of mm-hmm. Nintendo and Sony leaving. Uh, do you think that Microsoft Microsoft might make a beeline out of there at some point? <laughs> Man, Microsoft is changing the fucking game right now, dude. Yep. Like they certain I don't think they need E3 to do anything that they want to do. They don't. You know. But I think that like Microsoft will do it just because like hey, you know what? People still will tune into their conference, mm-hmm. right? It's important, you know. Um but I guess the real question is do they need E3 and I think that all these companies have really kind of shown that they don't need it. That they don't need it. This isn't really needed anymore. Yeah. Who'd have thought, know? like, Nintendo would be, like, the one that you, like, yeah. that's taking the charge on that? Fucking trailblazer, dude. Yeah. That's just crazy. After all their, like, their bumbling buffooneries, I guess, yeah. uh, that they've made throughout the years. They're like, uh, <laughs> we should probably bow out. Bow out of this and uh, do our own thing. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> it's like later dweebs later get the fuck out of here hell they're doing it right uh i agree uh with you they don't need this. they don't they don't, they don't need this uh the only person i see like maybe being on there is like todd howard because he mm. just needs the stage so he can yeah, make an ass of himself so he can uh, just like you know fucking pretend he's the coolest person in the fucking room i <laughs> i'm todd howard <laughs> we gotta Listen, we got to bring back the the entirety of the cast cuz that's what they were the, the cast of the 2010 <laughs> Konami E3 press conference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need... somebody play the trailer. <laughs> and it was it's amazing. Like it's such a great fucking that was I remember at the time that being such a like a cringe-worthy moment. Yeah. But it's such a gold mine of comedy now. Yeah, seeing that recently. Yeah. You watched it recently. Oh my god. If if it, it, it feels like that's why E3 is worth the watch. Yeah. To see the cringy moments. Or Mr. Caffeine, you know. I, yeah. I'm not afraid of a couple dick jokes. No, like, afraid of a couple dick jokes. What a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> fucking well, dumbass. Uh, 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 his, after his fucking joke bombs. He, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not afraid of a couple dick jokes. Shut the fuck up! Oh my god! Who's the uh, the guy in the beginning of that conference? Oh, the, like, the Konami conference. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you know? Don't uh, don't. What, what, what He's he, he was like, hey guys. Uh, so this is being broadcasted on the internet. Oh yeah. And like, you don't want to make any noises because like you don't want to get posted on the internet. And if you make it's this long winded yeah. fucking explanation of like, how the internet you know, works. So yeah, like, it's fucking stupid. This is how the internet, the the World Wide Web. <laughs> 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 fucking idiot. Here's a brief explanation. And by the way, what's this? For? Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> he says all that. Probably does get a couple people shook. Yeah. But then when the other guys go on, no one's like, well, better not, or else we'll end up on the internet. We better not clap. We better not do anything. I don't want the sound of my clap to be on the internet or, yeah. or be I'll, laughing. I'll be ridiculed. I'll be. 
people will say something. I don't know how people sat through that and didn't like fucking just like die Boy, laughing. We would have like, got kicked out immediately. Bro, we would have fucking could have got banned by Konami. Who gives a fuck? They're making pachinko games now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Nabbing up all the what was it? They were nabbing up like a bunch of voice work and shit. Or yeah. <laughs> oh, it's for a pachinko machine. You guys. These fucking schmucks. They like rebuilt. They 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 remastered all the all the Metal Gear Solid Three cutscenes, and everybody was super excited because everybody was like, "Oh wow." Holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Let me let me give you like a clue to how popular this game is. That, that is usually the favorite. Like Metal Gear Solid 3 is usually the number one on anybody's list because mm-hmm. it's it's such an amazing game. Yeah. Turns out a few months later they're just like, oh, it's for a fucking pink p- pachinko machine. And they just <laughs> like every time you like scored like a big amount of yeah. like pachinko balls, they'd play like a cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. It, it, that sounds dumb. This is fucking <laughs> stupid, man. Like, I, they probably... No, come on. You get, you should know better. They should probably have led with that. Like, by the way, we, yeah. you guys, we know you're going to see this. It's a pachinko machine. Don't get your hopes up. Don't get don't get too excited. You know, lead with that. Shout out to the guy who fucking just went over there, found the pachinko machine, and just recorded all the cutscenes so that nobody has to fucking go out there and play it. Or that's... <laughs> That's cool. That it's a real that. fucking hero. But yeah, so, I mean, yeah, like it's. I feel like that's what I'm gonna miss the most about E3. It's moments like that. Like it, it was. I remember all these moments, and I remember like at the time, like just talking to people that I knew that watched the event, mm-hmm. and it would just be like, "Wow, did you fucking catch that Konami yeah. press press conference?" Yeah. Like, sure, they bombed and everything, but it was so it was made so much more fucking endearing. Because, like, it was, like, at that yeah. point, every year we were getting a fuck-up. Right. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know when you're playing in a, when you're playing a game and the games are good and there's glitches in there and you're kind of okay with it, whatever, the game's yeah. good, man. You know, that's kind of, like, more or less the thing uh, 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 for me. Yeah. Is, they, uh... We were willing to put up with it. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks to see... It, it, it does kind of suck to see it, like, change, even though we, we were maybe not paying as much attention to it as yeah. we would. But it's... It's still a part of the industry. It is. It's it's still mm-hmm. like very big part, right? And it's it's gonna it's gonna be hard because now we have to just look back at those memories of just like great E three moments, you yeah. know. It's it's gonna be hard, I guess, to adjust to kind of be like, hey, you know what? This is not worth paying attention to. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm definitely gonna miss it. Yeah. I'm I'm certainly interested to see what the first year of this is going to look like. Absolutely. Cause I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fucking mess. Yeah, it's gonna be a train. It's right? gonna be a lot of people bumbling around, stumbling over this or that. If it's scripted, if it's not scripted, we've seen plenty of that go down. Everybody that really cares is gonna tune into fucking Sunday to Microsoft's press conference. Oh hey, more you know Project Scarlet news. Because uh, at that point, the console will be like six months away from releasing. So we're going to get such an info dump at that point, And yeah. then everything else is just going to be like, hey. Because like I, I, I don't think that Square Enix is going to do another press conference or a lot of these companies. Like, what else can Square Enix really announce? Yeah. You know, I, this is going to be the only point right now where they had enough hype to really hold that press conference. So if they can't rely on a lot of these studios to really do this kind of thing, 
consistently throughout the years, then I could kind of see why this would get restructured into some kind yeah. of festival. You know, Cause, because... Because you don't know... They don't know who's going to be there next year. Yeah, they don't. Who's like, going to flop out, and I think it's just more like, all right, we need this structure. We need mm-hmm. a solid structure, like, if we're going to be doing this every year. Yeah, what's... You know... They need to be able to plan accordingly, and I can understand that. Yeah, they, it's... It is what it is at this point, man. Yeah. Uh, what else did they mention? So yeah, they want to have more, uh, more influencers on there, more activities uh, and whatnot. I would imagine that they'd also, you know, this is like a very small like thing that anyone, I, I guess that you, anyone might like think of. They probably need to beef up security. Yeah. If they're gonna have like a, a more influencers there, and it depends on mm-hmm. who these influencers are, right? Yeah. You could have some fans out there that are a little bit more like you know manic than they need to be mm-hmm. you get me and there could be some kind of uproar or whatever the case is for the most part people are kept like behind the scenes right mm-hmm. but i don't know if what their plan is to have these guys on the floor to have them interacting with fans or whatever and, the case is and that is part of the problem too where the the term influencer is so broad right yeah. like we could be talking about jake and fucking logan paul yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like where there's not a lot of people that are gonna be like hey wow these guys are amazing like they're not really it's you get me like these, yeah. these are real these are real like fucking people i guess that are influencers that are just they don't really get it they don't really people don't really have a high opinion of them yeah you know they they just don't really want them around these things yeah so depending on who they choose I guess we'll kind of seal this show's fate, yeah. right? And, and we say that as like the extreme, like yeah. the extreme example, right? We don't, we we don't know what they intend. These people can be, you know, gaming influencers, right? They yeah. can be related to to gaming. It could just be a lot of Twitch streamers or something mm-hmm. like that, right? They can have Twitch and Mixer there, and then they all just have a big battle royale. Fucking. Or it can be, you know, it can be Jake Logan Paul or some Instagram influencer or yeah. whatever, you know. We, we we all saw what could happen with that, right? When fucking Jesse, Jesse, I forgot what his fucking name was, when went up was there. The the what was it? The Forza game? It was it wasn't or, Forza. It was another racing game. But he went up there and completely fucking bombed, butchered, <laughs> slurred. Slurred and fumbled over almost every word. Yeah, man. He was like, I be, I be, you, you, Nick. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a YouTube content creator, and uh, and then he there's like, and you, you pointed out that that just sigh yeah. of relief after the, the the dude came over and when they took it him, off of his hands, man. And you just see him like nodding. <laughs> the, the weight of the world on that man. It was almost like they lifted the weight of the world off of his shoulders. He knew he fucked up, and you know, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what there else? is a there is a interesting article that I read about this that uh, I'd like to to bring up about, uh, and this is on um, games industry games uh, and it's titled "Influencers and E3: The Invasion of the Tweens." <laughs> it's by huh. it's by Rob Fahey. It's it's mostly an opinion piece, right? Because we don't have enough information at this point about this move, or even if it will really happen, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, a lot of the points that he brings up, you know, they make a lot of sense. You know, 
uh, you know, with the industry losing more and more interest in E3 as an event, uh, it is the right move to cater to a different audience for this to survive, you know, and uh, I guess the problem where, where where he finds that there's a huge problem with this is, I guess, the the demographics on where these influencers really hit. And it's like, Mm -hmm. If, if you're really looking towards an influencer and you really follow them and things like that, odds are you lie within this demographic and you are from, like, you're an early tween up to early 20s, right? That's mostly who they cater to. Uh, and pretty much it can be younger than that, right? Because we've seen examples with PewDiePie and things which, where it's just like, generally, while they are trying to make content that relates more towards that the higher end of that demographic, uh, they are going to attract the younger kids. Right. You know? Uh, so there can definitely be an issue with them using these influencers to market certain, ter- uh, to, to advertise for certain types of games, you know? Like, what are we going to do? Are we just going to, are you just going to hire these people to talk about, you know, E-rated games? Right. Or T-rated games, you get yeah. me? So this kind of mixes, this kind of blurs the line on what's acceptable advertisement. Mm. Uh, are you really pushing towards advertising to kids? And I feel like that's always been an issue that the video game industry has faced, you yeah. know? It's just, uh, it's it's crazy to me that this is, uh, we might be going back to that, where that's, that's an actual discussion. Yeah. I mean, the gaming industry has always been rough when it comes to, like, uh, to marketing. Yeah, because uh, you you have to be careful how like you said you have to be careful how you market to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, however, with that being said, man, I mean that's rough. Yeah. Uh, because you know, like if, when it comes to kids getting their hands like on like maybe M or T rated games or something like that, mm-hmm. like that's up that the parents should certainly be paying attention to uh, to that. One hundred percent. But I also don't think that the company should make a nudge. Towards that, towards you know, yeah. like I, I don't, I don't, I, morally, I don't think that it's correct, yeah. you know. But, but they're making a move, yeah, and it's a ne- <laughs> and it's a necessary move that they need to make. So I suppose if there's any repercussions for it, yeah. then they need to face the repercussions or try to cope with it somehow, right? Yeah, try to deal with it somehow. I could not imagine how they would deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna be held accountable exactly. for this? Like, <laughs> so I I would imagine that maybe there'd be like a for example, right? There might be like a tent or a fucking room or whatever the fuck where mm-hmm. you got to be this old to come in here type of thing if you're gonna be viewing these games. But however, these games are gonna be marketed regardless. I guess while you're there at the event, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's a rough thing. I mean, I guess I guess we'll find out. You know, yeah. once we see, like, the first few movements towards them implementing this, right? Yeah. I don't... So, again, we were pretty, like, up in arms about the event yeah. at, at first, the, the change at first. Uh, but at the same time, you just got to understand that it, the event's been kind of just going through really big changes. And, yeah, it has been a result of these people bowing out. But bowing out for them is a good thing, yeah. in my opinion. It's bowing out of that race, right? Mm-hmm. Where maybe it's just not worth running anymore, and just doing all your, your doing your own thing is just much more profitable at this yeah. point. Uh, so I think it's a smart move, and I think down the road that helps everybody else out, right? Absolutely, it helps them out. It helps us out. It helps the gate the developers out. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I would uh, prefer to see. I want that to be more fruitful because yeah. that means down the road I get a better console. I get yeah. a better controller maybe. I get a – because, you know, the, the Nintendo Switch controllers had been a, a bit of an yeah. issue. Um, and uh, I get better games. Yeah. Whatever the case is, at least I can look uh, look at it with a better outlook. And I really hope that with these companies kind of backing out and, uh, you know, that, that they're, they're kind of leading their own charge into the future. Like, I really hope that we stop announcing games three years in advance and letting the hype train just reach fucking max velocity. You have such a bone to pick with. Like, yeah, yeah this is, it's, it's such a dumb move, I feel. Because like we get through, we get to situations where it's just like, you are never gonna be happy if this is if it, in those three years you are just making this game out to be something that it just quite possibly isn't. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that's just the reality of it. You know, it, we've seen it before. It it can damn a game. Yeah, even. They, a game could lose steam because of that. So you got a game that all right, we're showing you this, this, and this. And it's like five, six years down the road, and they keep on giving you snippets every year. Then it's just like, right, like whatever. At, at no point, at no point is that acceptable. Yeah. Like, and no wonder that a lot of that a lot of the the times that you look at certain games, like for example, uh, uh you know, Kingdom Hearts three, right, uh, or a Final Fantasy versus thirteen, which then turned into Final Fantasy fifteen. These things eventually come out. And the crowd goes fucking mild. Yeah. Because people just don't really... They're like, oh, wow. Like, I guess this, this wasn't the answer to everything yeah, yeah, I wanted, yeah. you know? This wasn't what I hyped this up to be. You could certainly kill a reaction. Yeah. Uh, you could certainly kill uh, pre-orders as much as I don't care for it anymore. You could mm -hmm. certainly kill that. Uh, or just how many people are going to pick up the game. Uh, exactly. Uh, in general. Uh, dropping trailers, gameplay closer to release date is is, is the better way to go. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a better way yeah. to go. I, I got it's, nothing else to say on that. The greatest example would be something like uh, I think it was two. It was like two E threes ago or three threes ago. Uh, well, the game isn't really that old, but yeah, it should be like two E threes ago at the at this point where um, Sony announced. Uh, the surprise they 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 surprise announced the uh, Resident Evil Two remake, mm. where it was running on the same Resident Evil Seven engine and all this stuff, and that game literally was set to come out like the next year, like that the crowd went so fucking like they 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 went crazy over that announcement when they literally announced it and it was like oh it's coming out in January, wow. Sometimes you could yeah. you, sometimes you could keep some cards up your sleeve. Yeah. Like it's it's fine, you know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the event. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I do want to see what happens with the uh, you know, assuming all the changes that they want to make are then implemented or whatever, mm -hmm. then you know, I, I, I'm I'm interested just to see what 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 happens and then maybe I get some good laughs out of it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you're bound to get good laughs. Out of yeah. You're kidding, right? That's really what I'm hoping for. Let's you know more laughter. <laughs> let's uh, get more fucking let's get some more meme worthy moments out of this and but. um maybe it picks up what maybe you, it picks you never up. know maybe, maybe maybe they are maybe we're here just you know worried slightly worried mm -hmm. or or whatever the case is for no reason or anything like that i i don't really feel 
either way too much now. Yeah. It is whatever. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Again, I think doing the Nintendo Direct thing is the way to fucking go. It's way better. Uh, not to damn like E3 anymore. I yeah. kind of would like to see Microsoft kind of start to do its own thing yeah. in that regard too. And they're they're starting to. Yeah. They have like the the Xbox experience and all mm-hmm. these other like shows that they yeah. hold throughout the year. They, which... they do a fantastic job of keeping you updated even on their console with things that they're doing too. Yeah, and that's something that I really like that that uh, that they do. Uh, so it. You know, it's just that wait and see right now to see what they're going to do. Definitely. I can't wait for, uh, you know, like the next few weeks or the next few months to hear more news on this. Definitely curious to see what this this show shapes up to be now. Uh, So that's that. Yeah. That Uh, is that. And, you know, let's, uh, let's switch to something, you know, to more of a lighter note, you know. Let's talk about a game that we finally fucking finished. Word. Uh, and that game is, I'm just trying to think of like a shitty game. The same thing happened to me last yeah. <laughs> Oh no, the gag didn't go through? The gag did not go through, <laughs> fuck. Uh, Gear, Gears 5. We finally finished playing it. Uh, so we definitely gushed about this game yeah. on, on that first one, right? Everybody, you know, first episode, everybody heard our <laughs> first impressions on it. And, you know... Now that we're finished, I think we can give it that final, uh, yeah. that final critique, right? Mm-hmm. So um, what did what did you think of that ending? Like, uh, it was good. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was in the middle. I thought it was a good ending. Yeah. Uh, be honest with you. Now, of course, the ending can. The ending will vary based on the decision you make before you get to that ending. Yeah. Uh, which is cool, mm-hmm. right? That you get to see that decision that you made yeah. at the end of the game as well. It's the so, first time they've ever done this. Yeah. So before we go like forward talking about the game, spoiler alert, because yeah. we're gonna drop we're gonna drop some stuff. So if you don't want to know, uh, you know, don't listen or you can, yeah, you just can, tune out right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but. I guess we should probably start, should we just start, like, from, uh, should we just kind of, like, go down the road um, type of thing? So, all right, like, we could pick up right where we left off last week, right? Okay. We, we were both, we, we, uh, we had both hit the UIR, right? Uh, I believe yeah. that's the name of it, right? Yeah. And uh, we were both super impressed on, you know, a lot of things that were happening at the moment right. with the game's narrative and right. everything. And, and, and all right, so we we gushed a lot about the character uh, the character building, and <clears throat> despite whatever we say at the end of the, of this, I don't take anything away from that character building. Yeah, they I, I will not take a cent away from that. They did a mm-hmm. fantastic job. I cared about these characters by the end of this game. That's for sure. Uh, so JD uh, definitely goes through some changes. A lot a lot of people saw the changes that he's gone through uh, through some of the trailers. But those uh, those changes just weren't uh, physical changes, right? Yeah. It wasn't just getting some battle scars or whatever. Those came with a lot of like uh, emotional changes, just like mm-hmm. that, you know, character changes of himself, right? Yeah. Uh, so he uh, so I'm not gonna tell you say say the whole story or anything yeah. like that. But he he made some decisions. Yeah. And those decisions cost him, 
and you saw the effects of that throughout the game, mm-hmm. right? You you saw that guilt uh, throughout the game. Which they did a fantastic job at showing yeah. that. Yeah, making you feel that. Like, yeah. damn, he's got some weight on his shoulders, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got to the UIR part. Uh, and again, I was happy to see more of the UIR. Yeah. It was, it was dope just for more like world building. Uh, but when you're at the, I guess, the icy region, the cold region. Yeah. And you're at the, 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 the this like desert region in both uh, both areas. You're on the skiff, right? Yeah. So, I I didn't I don't mind the skiff. It was it was a cool thing to add into the game, especially to show off more of this world, right? Yeah. Uh, and that they had these side missions and they made it open world in a way. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I started to get tired of being on this damn skiff. Yeah. And the part of the reason uh, for that was because all right, so when you're in this icy region. Mm. You're, you, all right, we need to go over here. Yeah. All right, let's go over here. Yeah. Oh, the answers we were looking for aren't here. <laughs> now we need to go over there. Let's go over there. These answers might be over there. Answers aren't here. Let's go over there. Yeah. All right, we got an answer. Kind of. Let's go yeah. over here. We got to go over there. So I, it was just a lot of that. And I guess it bugged me more because I want answers yes. for things. I want to see why I saw what I saw in the trailer mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I guess some of it was just like that, that, there, you know, anticipate and that anticipation. For... It was, there was too much of it. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I, I think, um, I do agree that the narrative did feel kind of bogged down by that because mm-hmm. there was a lot of points where, again, you know, uh, literally everything that you did was a lot of these points where you don't have that information. It just seemed like kind of, it was an excuse for, all right, you've been riding around on the skiff. Um, here's another firefight, uh, and you're gonna fight. You have a firefight here, and then like you're gonna figure out that ain't ain't shit was here, and you gotta fucking move along to another area. Um, while I think that it did no favors for the narrative, I think that it did a lot for the gameplay, mm-hmm. for traditional Gears gameplay. Yeah, uh, because I felt certainly in Gears Four. Um, Halfway through that game, I was sick and fucking tired of just moving like a couple of screens up and, oh, here's another fucking firefight. Uh, But certainly moving around and then breaking up these firefights was excellent choice. I felt like that's really what the... If if the open world did anything for the series, it was that. It finally kind of gave you that nice little breather in between those points. It gave you a break uh, from that. Yeah, you're right. That's how how that... I mean, that's how some of the Gears games would be sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. You go from point point to point, here's a firefight, here's a firefight, here's a firefight. Uh, 4 was definitely that. Oh, boy, 4 was definitely that. Uh, Bro. (laughs) Man, I remember when when you go get Marcus... Bro, it was after you get Marcus. It is definitely that. It's just point to Yo. point to point to point and firefight, firefight, firefight. How many times did they do that whole split up thing uh, in Gears Four? I yeah. felt like they did it so many times where yeah. it was just like, all right, you go on with Kate and I'll go on with Marcus, right. and like, hey, here we go. Oh, we're splitting up, and then it's it's like, come on, man, I'm so like, just show me more cutscenes, bro. <laughs> but the, the the skip definitely helps break that up. Yeah, I found myself being sick and tired of getting on the skiff more toward the end of every area that you you were in. And granted, it was just two areas where you would find yourself mm-hmm. using the skiff. Uh, but it was more toward the end because then at that I'm just at that point I'm just like, uh, yeah, I just want to again. I want to get off of this. And 
once you get to that desert region, toward the end of like the period where you need to use the skiff, even like uh, Foz makes a fucking joke about it. Yeah. If I have to get on that skiff one <laughs> more time or whatever the fuck he said. And then in my head, I'm like, if I got to get on this skiff one more time, I'm a fucking whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. And I'm getting so sick and tired of being on that, on that, on that goddamn thing. Uh, but I've always found myself reaching that point toward the end of that. But I wouldn't yeah. know when the end of it would be coming, right? But it would just mm-hmm. happen to be kind of come together at yeah. the same time, I guess. Uh, again, the game did a good job with world building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to see a lot more of, of the game. And they did a fantastic job with character building. Yeah. Uh, the character building was like A1 in this. Like, my only issue with, like, the character... Uh, with JD's character, who I fell in love with JD's character throughout that first half of the game, was just when he just magically just comes back and he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm to my, I came to my senses, guys, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm your friend again. Yeah. And I, I definitely want, wanted them to dig deeper into that. But again, it's not really his story to tell. It's not really his story. They're not telling his story. They're yeah. telling Kate's story dealing yeah. with all of this. So, like, in both points, like, I, I get it, you yeah. know? And I, I'm not really seeing it as, like, wow, fuck this game. This is stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's more the story of her. And I, I, I think that that was a good move, too. Yeah. Uh, with the game. Uh, instead of making him the uh, the lead. Oh, yeah. Uh, she became the lead. Um, now, where the game takes a, a mean turn mm. is uh, a little bit closer to the end where you're faced with a decision. Oh, yeah. And you're faced with this uh, uh, decision of, and again, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, you're faced with the decision to, as Kate, to yeah. either save Dell or save JD. All right. Boy. <laughs> now, who did you who did you kill? Um, I killed Dell. Mm. I saved JD's ass. Now, mm-hmm. I'll say this. I paused the game. I hit the home button because I pressed mm-hmm. start and it didn't, yeah. it didn't pause. Maybe I didn't press the button hard enough, but I hit the home button uh, so that it would pause the game. Yeah. And uh, I immediately fucking went online. I was like, all right, I need to know what might happen as a result. See who's gotten there already, right? And I was on Reddit and uh, someone brought up a good point about how this is going to affect Marcus. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> all right, I'm saving JD because like... I mean, it's Marcus, right? I'm not yeah. gonna fucking. And I break that. Poor I'm not gonna man's break heart. that man's heart, bro. Uh, yeah. If there's anything left that he cares about in the fucking world, this is yeah. his, his his son. So uh, I went with uh, I went with JD. That's bro. Fuck JD. He didn't deserve it. <laughs> he didn't fucking deserve it, man. When you decide, when Kate decides to go AWOL, first motherfucker that's like, hey, I'm down with this. No. That's why he deserves to fucking live. Because yeah. he was with you whenever the fuck you needed him. And that's why it was such a fucking... It was a hard decision to make. Yeah. Because it's like... The game did such a great job at building up Dell's character. To where, like... You spend enough time with him. He's endearing as fuck. Yeah. And you're just kind of like... Oh, man. Yeah. I don't want to fucking kill him. Like, he's had my back. But, yeah. like, JD... It's the whole Marcus thing. Yeah, yeah. And Marcus helped you out so much yeah. trying to discover, you know. Both those characters yeah. were, were, were the most helpful. Uh, so I went with JD because of the Marcus thing. Yeah. And also because I liked how his character had developed mm-hmm. uh, over time. But I also thought 
Man, but JD, dude, he he was helpful. And, of course, they, they, this was on purpose. They, yeah. they put you in this situation yeah. on purpose, of course, right? Um, and they really made that character a lot more lovable. Uh, again, like I said in, 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 in the last podcast, I didn't even remember his name in, in, yes. in, in part four, dude. Yeah. Did not Maybe remember his fun. name. But boy, was Del with you through fucking, like, you know, thick and thin, bro. Yeah, bro. He was with you throughout <laughs> everything, bro. Oh, man. It was so it was so heartbreaking to see that, but I felt like that was such a great thing in the game. Like that that's another thing. Like again, last episode we were talking about maturity in the series, and that that made that series go from like fucking down here to yeah. like all the way up to me. And wow, five left such a lasting impression because yeah. of that one simple choice. Yeah, such a bold bold decision to yeah. do something like that mm-hmm. especially when one of them was like a lead right he was a lead for four yeah. uh and uh even and a leader in this one right mm-hmm. uh i don't know what their move is going to be for the next game oh yeah uh, you know how they're going to how are they even going to show that off yeah. how are they going to not like oh man because like you know the moment that they release like a trailer like showing jd or showing Dell, yeah. people are just gonna be like oh well that's the canon ending yeah. Like, that's the canon ending. That's the right ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would hope that if they do another one, that they're not going to be all... They're just not going to... That they're going to pick yeah. what that ending will be for mm-hmm. you, right? Maybe they just go off whatever you, you did, your action yeah. over, then maybe they ask you in the beginning of the mm-hmm. game, who did you save? I think it'll probably whatever, be something right? like that, yeah. Um, um, and at least to give people that decision, right? Maybe yeah. they want to just switch that decision. It's, it's, it's such a cool move on their on their end. And of course, by the end of it, and again, what you do there kind of dictates what you're seeing at the end. Not too much, yeah. Just what you're seeing in the end, like cinematic, mm-hmm. very slight, right? yeah. Uh, but after that decision, you get that you get more uh, more heartstrings getting oh, tugged God, on, yeah. Because boy, they're feeling the effects of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had JD holding the, the the tags, and he just starts crying. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm oh, sorry." Del's such a mess. After you fucking choose to save him, and he's just crying his fucking eyes out. And, you know, one of the things that we had both picked up on uh, when we were talking about this ending was just, like, how good the dialogue was and what really kind of, like, hit that out of the... They, they hit this part out of the fucking park was uh, when... Uh, after that scene, right? And you're under the collapse building and everything, and you yeah. need to make it out. The fact that, like, with whoever you choose or whoever stays alive, Kate has to, like, console them to, like, hey, we gotta keep fucking moving. Yeah. Like, he was my friend, too, and I understand, but, like, we don't want to die. Right, right. You know, and it made that such a harder fucking moment because at that point is when you really feel the weight of your decisions. Yeah. Like, he's dead. He's not coming back. Yeah, they make you feel that throughout throughout the rest of it. And this was definitely, and I, they, they made this move to have her snap the neck yeah uh, i'm sure I, I don't know if it, there's a different death scene for no no no, no no snaps the neck to really drive that shit home yeah. like uh, oh no he dead i'm yeah. not taking him anywhere he's dead then he's dead then <laughs> he's fucking even dead. though you see that body like like i don't know if you saw that too yeah. but the body like collapses underground like goes yes. underground mm-hmm. which leads me to believe they might do some slick stuff with it that'd be cool if they do oh my god if they do that mm-hmm. if they do that that'll be so cool like all right here's the body and then they like locus him or oh whatever god. the hell oh god that would and be amazing your decision you got to fight with your decision yes that would be dope 
I would I would love to see them play around with uh, uh, the visions more in like yeah. the next game. Like I would definitely love to 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 see her. You know, definitely torn at this point now that yeah. she's actually seen her mom as the Locust yeah. Queen. But she's probably then, not going to see visions anymore, though. Pr- probably because... not. But I'm saying, like in a sense, they could really play around with this. Mm-hmm. You know, like have her have like PTSD or something like that yeah. to kind of really, yeah. you know, hammer yeah. those decisions fucking home. Right, like right. yo, I saw my mom. After I thought she was dead, and then I had to kill my love interest or my friend. Yeah. Type deal. And that that's I, I would love to see some of that going mm-hmm. on, you know, some of that little psychological yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um what didn't you like about the game? Like, um So again, I guess in terms of like gameplay, mm-hmm. I, 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 again, just being on a skiff just a being little on a bit skiff. too much. Um gameplay wise, I mean it's gears. Like there's not yeah. too too much that changes heavily in terms of like mechanics mm-hmm. or anything like that there were certainly some parts that were pretty uh difficult um i did play it in one of the harder difficulty settings i don't remember what the difficulty is before the very last yeah higher difficulty I, I, yeah but i played it in the second to last uh, mm-hmm. uh difficulty so i definitely had like a rough time getting through the game i only picked that that setting i guess to unlock any achievement that um yeah. that i might uh unlock was there an achievement uh, for it or i don't remember okay uh, actually there, i know there's an achievement to play the game in all difficulties oh wow uh Damn. but i don't know if i unlocked an achievement for doing it on yeah. that difficulty uh but yeah it definitely had its harder it's harder uh some really difficult parts yeah. Uh, of, of the game and the play. But it, it definitely makes you uh, think and manage how you, how you like, play the game. Um, I found myself trying to stay with the Lancer GL, with the grenade Oh, God, launcher. yeah, that fucking I, gun. I found myself wanting to stick with that throughout most of the game because it would help get me out of a jam every once yes. in a while. Oh, yes. That, uh, the, the, the Lancer GL was, I would go for it every time. Yeah. Now, here, here is something... That kind of bothered me, and I may be in the wrong about this, right? Wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> so fucking, bro. Those relic weapons, amazing. The fact that you had storage on the skiff, oh, the... amazing. Yeah, yeah. But at a certain point, it's like I I, I got the uh, the relic long shot. And I love using the long shot. Like, almost every time I play one of these games, like, the long shot is, like, preferred, like, loadout. Uh, fucking, I lost that fucking gun in the dumbest way. We need to reconsider how we're doing this whole thing, because the weapons matter now, in a sense where, like, hey, there are distinct weapons out in this world. There needs to be better ways to store these things. And that was the only time that I felt like, the newer changes were kind of working against what the series was. Right. It, 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 I love the fact that you're absolutely right. The firefights were, uh, it, it, you, you get that break in between that we were talking about, but in return, they spiked up the difficulty a little bit. And these things were a little bit harder to get out of. Mm-hmm. And you really needed to put mind into it. But the fact that I fucking lost that long shot on some dumb shit, or that I couldn't necessarily keep it with me throughout. It bothers me. Yeah. Do you remember how you lost it? I, I lost it. Uh, I had lost the long shot literally at the end of that, like, of the ice segment. When um you're going down to fight, like, the matriarch. At a certain point, you're only using the pipe. Yeah. So, 
you only have the pipe on you. You know, oh, so, so you, you yeah. Lose it, yeah. Which didn't make sense because realistically, like, you're going to pick up another fucking gun. Yeah. You know, they all have lancers and shit. Like, it, yeah. it just. I don't know how you would treat that. I don't know yeah. how they would treat that, uh, really. Uh, yeah, that's rough. There's no way of them knowing what you're going to have on you or something like that. Not knowing what they, what you're going to have on you, but definitely something that you would want right. to keep maybe, on you. Maybe your gun, you lose your... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how, it, you would treat, how, yeah. how you would treat that. They don't I, pay I, us enough to make these fucking games. Yeah. <laughs> but, I gave up on the relic weapons yeah. um, at some point. Um, I think I only had found like one more after that. When yeah. I, uh, I found the, uh, the relic overkill mm. in like, the desert area, in the UIR area. I found it there, and truthfully, that was, like, one of the ones that I was trying to keep an eye out for, and randomly I found it, right? Yeah. Just riding around, trying to, like, find any little random thing that I might be missing in terms of, like, loot or whatever. Uh, But, yeah, I gave up on on them at some point. Because it it didn't make sense. Like, you're going to sit there, you're going to baby this weapon, and then at certain points, you have to give up the weapon because it's just... How Gears plays, yeah. right? Like, you can't keep every gun on you at yeah. every time. I, I will say this. Yeah. I felt like I had... And I don't know if it matters because of the difficulty. Yeah. I found myself always having a, a serious lack of ammo. Yes. Throughout mm-hmm. the game. Every time you'd hit those... And you'd see those ammo boxes around every once in a while. But I didn't feel like you got enough out of them. You'd pick up... You know, and it's the big the big box, right? Those yeah. are the ones that get, usually give you a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'd pick them up and sometimes I'd get like 41 rounds for my, for my Lancer yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it works. Maybe it just gives you a general amount of ammo. Maybe it'll give you 100 rounds of ammo, but we split up between all your guns. Yeah. Or if it's 100 rounds for this gun, 10 for that I one believe it was, it, it was. it was split up. Yeah, because uh, at times <laughs> whenever I would get the ammo box, mm-hmm. I would notice exactly what was getting what. Yeah. So it'd be like fifty to this. Yeah. Twenty five to this. Right. And then ten to this or right. some shit. I would see that split too. Yeah. But I just don't know how necessarily how they're working mm-hmm. out. That's most likely the case. Maybe it's just a hundred rounds total in there, for example, yeah. and it just gets split. But boy, it, I, it it certainly was not enough, man. Especially if you go in there with some of like. And if you go in there with a relic weapon and yeah. you don't want to have to drop that relic weapon, like yeah. I found myself, I dropped my relic weapon yeah. because I didn't want to give up my Lancer GL. Yeah. And so it's... I just dropped, I, I dropped my, my, I don't even know what I, where I left my, my, my long shot. My long shot, I left it on a skiff. Oh yeah. I, I left it on a skiff and I would have imagined that it would have been on the skiff when you got it again or something like that, but I don't remember it being there. I don't believe so. I yeah. think that once you leave that first area mm-hmm. and like. You leave the ice area and then you're in the UIR. Like, yeah. I think that it just, they're empty. Or I could be, you know. I, incur- I, I think that they were empty. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any weapons mm-hmm. on them. And at that point, I didn't care to put anything on yeah. there. It, it, like that as a mechanic, just I dropped that pretty mm-hmm. quick. Because it, it didn't matter at the in, at the end of it, right? Like, a lot of these firefights were super tough. So if you walked in there with more of what was considered, like, at least what I considered, like, an exotic weapon... Like, uh, you were fucked because you're not going to find the ammo for yeah. this. But you'll find Lancers everywhere yeah. and you'll find fucking Hammer Bursts everywhere. La- Lancers were all over yeah. the place. The Locust, it's, it felt like yeah. the Locust's primary weapon was a Lancer. Yeah. Instead of having the fucking, uh, the, the, what, what, what the Hammer Burst. Yeah. Or the makeshift Hammer Burst. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. The Claw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked cool. I like yeah. what they did with it in terms of of its mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. It's accurate. It'll fire more accurately than yeah. at some point lose control, which was cool, it was I dope. guess. But it was like a, an LMG, practically. It had a seriously big clip. Yes, yes. So it was cool. It was, it was, it, it was a cool idea. Yeah. But again, like, 
like it's this is why I disagree. Like this is why I, I think in total, like the new the, the especially when it comes to the fights, those new implications that they want to kind of put in there, or or those new adjustments just kind of don't mesh well with the way that the game originally plays. Yeah, you know because like these weapons are great and everything, they're fantastic, but when it comes to it, you don't really get your hands, you don't really get to play with them as much unless you're willing to sacrifice, you know a firefight or being as efficient as possible during a firefight, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you just hardheadedly fucking stick with the goddamn weapon. And yeah. a lot of times I found myself doing that where it was just like, Oh, I'm rocking the, the, yeah. the relic long shot. I don't want to lose this. So that cuts down one weapon slot. Yeah. Now in order at certain firefights, it was just like, wow, all these people are dropping this. So then I was again in that predicament yeah. where it's like, all right, here's the Lancer GL. Yeah. And here's the relic long shot. What the fuck am yeah. I gonna do? I had two major complaints about uh, uh, about that, right? Yeah. So one, if you had like a relic weapon, or I guess any other weapon, like again, mm -hmm. it goes back to the amp not getting enough ammo. Yeah. Like if I had the long shot, I'd get like two rounds out of a box. Boy, that sucks. Oh, now, yeah. if you have the relic long, long shot, when you get that perfect reload, mm -hmm. hit that perfect reload, it spares the bullet or whatever, yeah. which is fine. It's not gonna spare it every time. You will run out, right? Yeah. Um. But I hated the fact that if I had a long shot, the relic long shot, or the relic override, or whatever, if there was another override or long shot, I could not pick that up as ammo. It would swap the weapon instead. Yeah. Wow. And I hated that so what? damn much. Yeah. And I, I, I realized that when I had the long shot, actually, there's an area before, I think it's when you're going through one of the big doors, one of the big first doors, yeah. some, some locusts come. Mm -hmm. And some of them have sniper rifles. So I killed one of them at, uh, uh, at some point. I go over to grab his long shot thinking, I'm just going to replenish my ammo. Instead of what it did is that it swapped it out. And yeah, I was like, that was, what? Yeah. Wow, I completely forgot about that. You're 100% right. That, that was stupid. That pissed me off. That was fucking dumb. Why would I want to, if I have this relic long shot or relic whatever, yeah. why, would I, would I, why would I swap it out when I have a bonus with this weapon? I should just pick up whatever the other gun mm -hmm. is as spare ammo, because then that would have saved me a lot from having to deal with those with these. I barely have any ammo situations. Allow me to restock on the go if yeah. I can during a firefight. I guess in their eyes, it was a way to kind of artificially bump up the difficulty of these things, right? Because again, to... you if if you didn't want to lose that weapon, yeah. you certainly weren't gonna fucking you know swap out. Yeah. So then you had to eat shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. And it was dumb because, like... I'll fight them. So, so like... I'll fight right, them. Yo, fight them on this shit. Like, I'm gonna write a letter to them right after this fucking podcast. Because that shit, <laughs> yo, got me so fucking mad. Yeah. And and the other thing about the, uh, the long shot was, like... Alright, so, perfect reload. You're essentially getting two bullets per bullet. So, you're doubling your ammo on, on, the, on the long shot. If you feel like this is so broken to where you can't reload with the actual long shot, then... Motherfucker, don't put it in the game. Yeah, <laughs> you get me. Yeah. Like, don't artificially bump right. up the difficulty. Or it like can that. have like a percentage to it. Right? Yeah, I, I don't. Rem I didn't use it very long because a lot of times I would have it leave it on the skiff. I used it a lot. Like literally that last half mm -hmm. of that of, of that area, all I was doing was using that fucking relic long shot. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you double your ammo supply. Yeah, I understand why 
that would seem as like, hey, this is kind of broken and this isn't what we're looking yeah. for. But like, why even put the effect yeah. in the game if your if your mindset is gonna be like, hey, let's fix this by making this fucking bullshit yeah. <laughs> happen? You yeah, know? I, I don't see it as be- being too big of a deal, right? Because yeah. it forces you to have to pay a hundred percent attention to this gun anytime you're reloading it. Yeah. So I, I don't look at it as a big deal. I don't see it as a broken thing because mm-hmm. the, hitting the perfect reloads. Yeah. Even I found myself hitting these perfect reloads to be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Even I, I find myself thinking, how the hell did I not hit that perfect reload? Yes. You yeah. know. So I found myself having those uh, a few of those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think it's that 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 big of a deal. You do have to just focus on it every yeah. time. And I certainly found myself losing a clip every yeah. once in a while to the point where, again, I found myself, all right, let me pick up this long shot for more ammo because I fucking ran out. Mm. But no, there's that swap. Now, I get it if you want to force a swap out, right, to yeah. amp the difficulty up. But it kind of makes sense to be able to do that. Yes. It kind of makes sense that I don't want to swap out my Relic long shot, yeah. my Relic Override, or my Relic whatever the fuck, for the plain one when yeah. I have no bonus. Then, then why make weapons yeah. matter? You yeah. got me? Like, that's my that's my main yeah. complaint about it. I found myself trying to make sure I always at least had the Magnum with me. Yeah, the Magnum is fucking The Magnum was amazing. dope. Two, three shots on a Locust, bro, and the fact that you can zoom in, bro. Mm-hmm. If I w- didn't have my GL or if I didn't yeah. have the uh, a, a shotgun or whatever, if I had this Magnum, I felt okay. It got to the point where I would run in there with just a Magnum. Yeah. Like on some like, hey, this is what I got to equip. Fuck it. Let's do it. And then just, it was such a great fucking weapon. But it did outclass every other like secondary weapon that you had. Yeah. Because like, I didn't want to fucking switch over to like the little bullshit like machine gun. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) I hated that. Yo, I wanted to like it because it seemed dope, (laughs) right? Bring back the other fucking one. Uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, it was, I think, it was like a more used in part in, in Gears Two, where it was like a kind of like a uh, damn it, man. It was used by the Locust Priest. It had like two clips on the side. Oh wow! Like that, and it it was like a it was like a burst. Uh, oh, a burst cool. machine gun, right? So you wouldn't lose too much control of it. Yeah. And it did some good damage, man. Bring that shit back. I was okay with that, but this other gun was like. Yeah, just like, it looked like ah! you were w- waving your hand, like trying to signal the locust instead. Like, hey. <laughs> I'm not fuck accuracy. Fuck accuracy. <laughs> I'm trying to say hi to my friends. Yeah, if you're up close with it, yeah. I imagine you could probably down someone pretty quick. Even that, but like, I have, but I haven't played with it. I've always mm-hmm. been okay with playing with the snub nose pistol. With that yeah. pistol, bro, I was okay. I was okay with that. That and the Magnum, I'm good. Yeah, real talk. But I, I yeah, I found myself. I gotta make sure I have this geo. I gotta make mm-hmm. sure I have this magnum on me throughout playing that game. Yeah, because you you, you then kind of put this hierarchy of where the weapons lie, yeah. and I get you know I get that like it goes towards like the the player style, right? Yeah. Maybe somebody finds the hammer burst, does. yeah, to be the best weapon you know that they can fucking yeah. find. But like for me, it just didn't make sense. It was a mesh of good ideas that just turned out to be kind of like right. we're at this point now where like you want me to care about the weapons I'm, I'm handling. Well, now that you've made this a headache, I don't care. Yeah. And I just started, I stopped caring about the relic weapons, stopped looking for them, didn't give a fuck, yeah. and just picked up whatever I could find at the yeah. time. I was just like, hey, if this is what I'm going to, if this is what I have to do to win, fuck it. Yeah. 
I'm just completely gonna bypass this uh, this this new thing. Right. As time went on, yeah, I certainly just forgot about the relic weapons. I I mm-hmm. just forgot about putting anything on the skiff. Yeah. Or anything like that. Um, I felt like you had to put stuff on the skiff, load stuff up on the skiff when we were in like the ice area. Yes. There, I felt like I needed needed to, but in, by the time I got to the UIR area, I didn't yeah, I didn't care to, to do it. How uh, did you uh, How did you like the side missions? The side missions were okay. Yeah. It, uh, the side missions would definitely give you a little bit more uh, about uh, you know about the world. It, it yeah. would always give you a little bit more. Like in the ice area, like if you went to some of these side missions, you'd end up seeing some of the uh, some of the rigs that you were riding on in part two in the beginning. Mm. So in the beginning, you're on these big rigs that have uh, these uh, pods that you would get into that shoot you down. Yeah. So that you'd be riding on those in in the beginning of part two, and if you did some of the side missions in this one. Uh, there were two areas where you could find these rigs in the ice area. Wow. So you'd see them, uh, so you would see them and you can even score a component off of one of them for Jack. Uh, so that was cool to see yeah. that as a little like nod, you know, uh, to part two. Uh, I, so they were okay. Yeah. You know, I, I only started doing them, uh, when you hit the UIR and I did the whole water quest thing mm. for, for, uh, this guy. And uh, they were okay. Yeah. I usually am not a fan of, of a lot of side quests in, in certain games. Uh, but this was short, sweet, to yeah. the point. It's a side thing. Here we go. With those, I felt that. Yeah. I didn't mind those too much. And even one of them, I hit by mistake. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. All right. Well, might as well do it, right? Mm-hmm. But for in the ice area, it just felt like a bit more of a chore yeah. uh, to do. What is it with ice stages and water stages? Yeah, no matter where, you, what what type of game it is, it's always a hassle, right? <laughs> uh, it's it's always yeah, a case, it's though. Always a fucking, it's a goddamn headache, dude. Uh, but yeah, I was at the side missions in in the, in the desert area was fine. I was I was fine, and again, it just I liked it because of that world building. Uh, now, I guess we can go over like the last uh, uh, thing that we had about the game. It was a, a gripe. It was a little bit more buggy than it than cool. I had ever experienced in any of the Gears of War games. <laughs> uh, so in one of the ice areas, I skipped a side mission simply because I don't know what was going on in this area. You go in and I could not get back out. Whatever I was supposed to find or do in that area was not loading up or was not happening, was not triggering, and I was just stuck. I, w- I loaded it up and did not bother to go back in because I was that frustrated mm-hmm. over that uh oh, oh actually i did i did load it up and try again and nothing w- w- would happen i remember uh now i loaded up two more times after yeah. that to see if it would uh if it would work out when it reloaded i was in uh i was in the area again but the floor in a large area of the floor was not loading so it looked like i was falling but i wasn't falling <laughs> if that makes any sense yeah no it does then the last thing was more toward the end of the game, which, oh my god, I oh, oh my god, it it, it it pissed me off so much. So toward the end of the game, you're in this firefight, and these the the, the big the, the really big like half worn looking dudes that yeah. shoots stuff from their chest. Uh, one of those guys comes out, and a swarm comes out of those flying leech leeches yeah. or whatever. And so I'm in that area. My guns, for whatever reason, were firing at first. I died. And then when it loaded it again, would not fire. And I loaded ooh, the game ooh, ooh, three yeah. more times, even hit, went to the home, uh, to the home, uh, uh, to the, uh, hit the home button. Yeah. Closed the game, opened it again, and same thing. 
my guns would not fire. I was so mad. So I went as far as putting the the uh, the camo, the stealth yeah. thing on, and stealthing, uh, stealthing that that segment there yeah. and killing all the locusts. Yeah, in stealth. <laughs> so I would have to duck behind things, let mm-hmm. let my stealth recharge, and then go at it again. But then the 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 big dude and the swarm thing comes out. And there's no way in fucking Christ yeah, that I can kill them. Yeah, I can avail that like this. So I turned the console <laughs> off. I was yeah, it's done for the night. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to Jack though. Jack was totally the best member of the team, bro. <laughs> that added so many bro. different aspects. Didn't, find, didn't think I'd ever use that camel when we first yeah. got it, bro. The best thing. Go fuck, to fuck the stim. Yeah, fuck that shit. Stim, I thought, was like, wow, this is amazing. Nah, yeah. bro, camo, run in there like a fucking ninja and kill everything. <laughs> I think that's the most I've ever, like, used that, like, stealth kill yeah. mechanic in any Gears. That was the way to go, bro. Yeah, bro, that, that shit was, was crazy. Did, did you, uh, now, I was playing on the Xbox One. Yeah. You were playing on uh, PC. PC. Wow. Bugs, bugs, more fucking bugs. Like, this was a headache at times to run on my PC. And it wasn't because of the gear that I was rocking. It was literally because, like, uh, just stupid shit would just happen. Like, I I would... There was one point where fucking, you know, uh, right before the theater fight, um, I'm I'm there, I I approach the checkpoint, and then just Kate and Marcus show up. I mean, not Kate and Marcus, uh, Del and Marcus just show up. And then fucking all of a sudden, I'm fucked because Marcus spawned in the wrong area. He spawned halfway through the ground. So he couldn't move. So (laughs) the next event wouldn't. So the next event, I had to go dashing towards the next checkpoint, like the elevator or the door, to open up to go to the stage area. And then this motherfucker won't move. He won't help me open the door or anything. So this asshole's just standing there. And I'm waiting like an extended five to ten minutes. So I just had to reload, kept reloading the save to finally get to a point where this was usable. Like I could actually get through this. Yeah. Or fucking, um, yeah, I experienced the same glitch where at times, like for some reason, your gun stopped working and your menu stopped working. So I wouldn't be able to select anything or wouldn't be able to shoot anything. I was just kind of standing there waiting to get shot. Uh, I don't know what happened uh, throughout this process that gave this game so many fucking bugs. Yeah. But, man, like, it wasn't a deal breaker for me, but fuck, bro. It was Come hard. On. It was a little hard to love the game at yeah. times because of that. I, that was the only Gears game that I had ever played where I suffered bugs. I don't remember suffering Agreed. bugs in, in any of the other previous ones. It's a shame that, that, that this kind of, like... Yeah has to kind of, like, lower the way that people look at it. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, as an experience, it's phenomenal. Yeah. But the fact that you're dealing with so much shit, the fact that you, on the Xbox, had to reload so many checkpoints and everything to do what you wanted to do, this isn't good. Yeah. And, like, they, they need to really reevaluate that. Yeah. Now, th- does this completely, like, damn the game for me? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It was, no. it was a great game uh, overall. Uh, I, I guess if, like, a... a you know, if I had to like score it, you know, like uh, one yeah. out of ten, I'd probably give it like I'd give it an eight, man. Yeah. I'd give it a nice solid eight, bro. I was very happy with it. It was like the redemption for me. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it was. That's what this game really was for me. One hundred percent. I think I share that sentiment. Eight is the perfect score for it. 
a phenomenal game and i still feel that if anybody has access to like a gaming pc or or an xbox just fucking try out the game yeah play it you know even if you don't play the series it's fucking Gears 5. Yeah. Like, they have this entire cutscene that'll bring you up to speed. Yeah. And this new trilogy. Yeah. Like they give you a recap and whatnot. This is definitely starter-friendly. And on that note... On that note... That's all, folks. Yeah, we're getting out of here. Definitely, you know, follow us. Subscribe to our social media. We'll be the Broken Perk. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, look forward to our uploads every Wednesday. Yeah, folks. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time.